This is JFM Podcast. Very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM here in Joss. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful uh, Tuesday evening, 14th of November 2023. And guess what? Today is uh, Gilsbert, uh, Joseph Gilbert, Gilbert birthday. Uh, today is a year older and really, really. I would say fascinating uh, working with him. And uh, if you know Gilbert, you know, from closely, he's a very interesting person. One thing that I, I, I love about him is that he's a fast learner. I am not, I don't learn things fast. It takes me time, you know, uh, I, and I all, you know, my close friends will always uh, will know this, that I ask questions. At times I'll even say, please, I ask stupid questions. It's all in the beat for me just to uh, learn. But Gilbert, any one concept, any one idea you tell him, he just picks it, you know, and run with it. So uh, for me, that is what, you know, um, I admire so much about him. One of the things, uh, the other is the spirit of teamwork. He's not a lone ranger. Uh, unlike me, you know, I consider me, you know, myself, one of the weaknesses that I have as a human being is that I'm a lone ranger. And that's why a lot of people, you know, will see me and think, will just give me names, you know, that I don't like talking to people, you know, I'm arrogant. Um, uh, but it just, it just me is, uh, if I'm comfortable with you, I mean, we born, we talk, but Gilbert, I mean, he's an outgoing, he's a great team player, he's a fast uh, learner, and uh, he knows his onions very well. But the other part of him that I don't like, I have to say, is his love and support for Arsenal Football Club. Uh, that's one of the things that, you know, I don't like about him because Arsenal haven't won a trophy in a very long time. Uh, and then he he has been supporting the team uh, for a long time. That's the much that I know. But uh, he's still, you know, sticking to his guns, you know, to support the Gunners. Uh, so I've said, at least, you know, I'm, I'm fair. I'm just. Well, I've said two things, you know, that I love about you. But one thing that, you know, I don't like. I dislike about you. But, well, happy birthday to you, my brother. Pray that God bless you immensely, now, always. And, of course, we'll um, help you to live the good life, you know, to live life, uh, prioritizing your happiness, you know, and giving yourself more for the benefit and betterment, you know, of our society and the humans that God has blessed you with. So Amen. happy birthday to you, Gilbert. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, thank you so and much. By the way, he's in the choir, so uh, he's he's a very pious human being. He's Catholic, so he's in the choir. I wish I would be in the choir. My mother's a Catholic. I know that if I, I join choir right now, I should be very, very happy, but I think that it's too late, you know, for me because I don't have good voice of singing, you know, and what have you. But happy birthday to you, Gilbert. But your voice is beautiful, and listeners, listeners attest to this each and every time. You know, um, I've been party to it. I've, I've, it's something I've seen, you know, and I've witnessed. I've heard even this evening someone had to say, "Oh, it's been a pleasure listening to your golden voice." Okay, Kosak, thank you. It's it's amazing. I'm wowed by all of the kind words, all of the kind thoughts, kind wishes. Um, 
I think all of the things that you said, much as they are beautiful, they come with their downsides. They are pitfalls to all of these things. And when you get to work with people, it becomes so troubling. Um, but I think I think I'm just I'm just amazed and I'm grateful for all of you know the companionship you have provided for all of the support you know for all of the guide you know and it's not of course a world where one can say it's he or she is perfect in eventual and all of that and people like you that have gone ahead um, have provided that sort of balance that sort of that sort of guide you know that one needed much as possible to be able to deliver on the various tasks that you know present themselves every day so i must be grateful to you to all of my friends colleagues who took out the time it's been an emotional day here um, and i think if flowers are anything to go by at the end of you know one's life in this earth I've received my flowers today, and I must say a very big thank thank you to all those that were kind enough yeah. to spare a thought for me today. Well, happy birthday to you, Gilbert. Have fun today. Well, uh, the organized labor organi- uh, declared a nationwide, you know, strike total shutting down of uh, the system, of course. And, uh, well, TS, TCN shut down national grid over labor strike, but uh, there was a reverse. They went back to say, no, uh, it's not like that, you know, confirming the... Uh, they, make, they made a U-turn, you know, in the shutdown of uh, the national grid. Uh, and so, well, uh, but Gilbert, do you think this will be effective? Because, I mean, there's several times that the NLC will come out to say, no, we're down in tools. We don't, we're not going to work because of the economic situation. Of course, you know, I perfectly understand with them that the cost of living has gone up, but wages hasn't gone up, you know. So uh, people are struggling, you know, to make ends meet. Even uh, people that hitherto you think that they are very com- comfortable, but you see that, you know, they are uh, struggling, you know, to uh, make ends meet. Yeah, uh, going by the short history of labor like we have known, you know, it's going to be tough to predict how long or how effective this action would last. Because one of the very issues that they have placed in the front burner on the table as reasons for embarking on this strike is um, the beating up of their chairman or the NLC president, as it were, Joe Ajayro. Yeah. The events that unfolded in Imo State, we're all aware of that. And um, it's tough. It's tough, really, because certain people have advocated that labor um, dialogues with government and, you know, sees how these things can be resolved, the problems, and how the individuals who mopped Joe Ajayro could be called up to, could be brought to book, as the case may be. But the biggest question lies in the fact that the police said they rescued him from the hands of thugs who brutalized and assaulted him. Question again begging for answer is to the fact that, look, despite all that the police came out to say there was no arrest made. So if that is what you're talking about, is this the same, you know, government agency that you can trust to be able to um, bring the perpetrators of that act to book. And that's exactly where we've all gone ahead. And lots and lots of questions mm. springing forth and begging for answers. Should the country's economy be um, grounded? Grounded, you know, for the sake of one man. You know, 
it depends on the prison from which you're looking at this, but it's quite difficult because in the end, it could happen to a Ponsac, it could happen Absolutely. to a Gilbert, it Absolutely. could happen to just virtually anybody, and nothing would end up, you know, being done about it. And these are some of the issues that are becoming huge sources of worry to many Nigerians. And if at all the government were a listening government, unlike what we're seeing right now, because they have said that's tantamount to treason, yeah. because they procured or secured a court injunction to prevent labor from embarking on that, that strike, yeah. you know, yeah. and they have gone ahead. To, is this a government that is well able to dialogue? And this is where, for me, the Minister for Labor and Employment needs to again. Yeah, but the Labor has passed a vote of no confidence, you know, uh, on him. Recall uh, the same comrade Joe Ajero saying that any time, you know, a meeting is being called, they instead of not to attend. yeah, instead of meeting in the office of the minister, uh, the chief of staff to the president, you know, intervenes, and uh, most of the times, meeting is being held at the office of the chief of staff. That, and that is suggesting that maybe the Labor Minister doesn't have uh, firm. Control Control or he, he has weak negotiation skills, uh, you know, to negotiate uh, on behalf of government, and and then labor always you know find their way you know around it. So uh, it's one of the two. Well, maybe soon enough he might leave the office as he's now a senator, be a seven senator. Yeah. You know, it's his well. choice. It's his choice. All right. Well, well, uh, there there's this group, um, the uh, Peace and Good Governance Advocates, Pegas, call on the President of the Court of Appeal, Justice Monica Dongbam and Sam, to firmly rebuff the insinuation raised by uh, Honorable Yusuf Gagdi that the APC has strong connections in the judiciary to get judgment on its terms. The group in a statement uh, today said the bold assertion of Gagdi that has now gone viral gives the impression that the judiciary has been pocketed by the APC in Plato. Uh, Gagdi was quoted as saying, we have gone to the appeal court and the final destination is the Supreme Court and we will meet there. That is where we will know who they know and they will know who we know. That's what, you know, Gagdi said. Uh, the statement was, the, the statement by PEGA was signed by the National Coordinator Mani Iman, tasking the President of the Court of Appeal to prove herself and the appellant court has been beyond the schemes of the APC on the plateau. Uh, part of the statement reads that, your Lordship, Gagdi has given the impression that he and the APC can buy judgment through connection with those they know. They are openly flaunting that in the, on the plateau they are having their way. We are indeed concerned for you and your reputation, especially given the negative publicity that has recently betrayed your uh, person over the contradictory judgment on the plateau. We as such call on you to prove yourself above the tantrums thrown by Gagdi by ensuring that justice is served on the plateau. In particular, we ask you to look into the issue of why election issues that a court of appeal and the Supreme Court said should not be subject of election arbitration are being used against Plato PDP. Uh, well, interesting, but interesting. I, 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 I do think that I'm really tired, you know, of, you know, uh, analyzing and discussing, you know, on this. But I, I think that what this group is saying is very legitimate, although our judges are not allowed to speak, to speak, at you know, best, but at best, someone from that office, as high as her office is, would yeah. put a statement, you know, in her defense. Just like we have seen with the Chief Justice of the Federation, when mm. you remember he was dragged into a similar matter to the effect that he had collected some bribe and monetary inducement, as yeah. it were, from the then President-elect Bolagmetinobu. But like you said, people would naturally want to hear from her, yeah. and that's never going to be, except for the fact that when she retires, she would have. Have the right, like we did see with um, the uh, retired justice, justice that that So that yes, so that's at best what can happen, and um, it's quite tough. It's quite tough, and only she 
and got know exactly the position that she has, you know, or the role she has played in this entire scenario and the decisions that have been taken against Plateau lawmakers. And in the end, it's a tough place to be. But what can you do if you're clear with your conscience? Fine. Otherwise, if you aren't, you'd answer to your maker, as many people would say, because after the judges here on earth, there is a supreme judge above all of us in heaven. And of course, you have to give, you know, account for uh, what you have done. Well, uh, Gilbert, let's uh, introduce the guests because I really want to, uh, this, you know, different from what we've been, you know, having conversation on, but going to mirror the grassroots. We have the Transition Committee Chairman of Kwampan Local Government, uh, Honorable Christopher Audu Walad. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming, sir. And happy birthday to the bat. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the wish. Well, I do not know how to start uh, or where to start from, but Kwampan, I've been in um, this year. I've, I think I've been to Kwampan three, three times, and I've been to you know Namu. I've been to Kwakwala. I've been to uh, Demak. You know, I've been there, and what took me there was basically to go and research. You know, I, I was doing some uh, personal research, you know, and research for uh, some other, you know, organization. And I, I noticed development, you know, in the local government, especially what uh, uh, the former chairman, Honorable Isaac Kualu, you know, started before he was illegally removed at an unparliamentary, you know, I would say hour, he was removed, put out of uh, office for reasons best known to the uh, former administration. But just recently, you started something, you know, uh, when I asked you during our chat, uh, pre-chat before uh, the program, you said that it is not the local government, it's partnership with, you know, some other businesses. And then, uh, to my mind, I said, what did this person, what did this man tell or what did you tell those investors and what did they see in Namu? They are, they are providing households with, you know, solar power. I mean, uh, and you said how many households will benefit from that? I mean, basically, talk to us about the idea, you know, behind uh, some of, especially this solar power that this initiative that you started. And I learned that you have 14 projects that are simultaneously running at the same time and it's all towards giving people li life, let me say, at the grassroots in Kwampan. And of course, I told you that I envy, you know, Kwampan local government, uh, starting from what Isaac Kualu did, you know, NS Daadin, you know, didn't, he did it best, but I think that uh, there was still room, you know, he should have done more. Uh, he's someone that I know personally, but I don't know, you know, why uh, he didn't, you know, do more. But talk to us about this solar panel issue, sir. Oh. I have to thank the executive governor of Plateau State, Honorable uh, Barrister, for giving me the opportunity to serve my people at this time. It has been controversial. Uh, what is happening on the plateau? But he believes in us, and we will never let him down. You know, I have contested twice. In the local government council, to become the chairman, but God didn't allow it for reasons best known to him. But I want to appreciate the executive governor and the people of Kwampan because I didn't come from here. 
because you mentioned that is where I come from. Uh, let me tell you, it may surprise you to know is the economic center of Kwampa local government. Undoubtedly, yeah. That's and, uh, in terms of agriculture, in terms of market, in terms of value chain programs, city you tell these developers and uh, what did you convince them with? I know that you are a business person. Yeah. How did you convince them to say, uh, if you do this, this is the profit that you are going to get? Yes. So I know that they are in business to make money. They have come and they have seen it. We allow them to come in and we take them around. And they have seen it for themselves. You know, what else do an investor wants? It's how to make money. And not only getting money. Our problem is not how to get the light. Let the light be there. Mm-hmm. And once it is there, we will get their own. But we will enjoy it better. For you now to power uh, a generator, everybody knows how much it costs. If you buy fully in just 160, in Namu, we buy 175. Hmm. So, you know, we are in the rural area. And uh, it's not been easy for us. That is why we said alternative source of electricity is the option. Okay. And, you know, based on our discussion, it's the cheapest. And they are going to give us an affordable, uh, affordable rate. And that is what our people want. You know, how our temperature is. You know, how hot is Kwampa local government. Of course, yeah. People cannot drink cold water. People cannot... Uh, to have a good health. Generators, building saloons, uh, 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 our economy. So at least that needs are necessitated for this discussion. Okay. So we have to go outside Plato State to get this thing done in Plato State. Let's talk about security. Yeah. I mean, uh, Kwampan has been in the news, you know, yeah. uh, for lack of, you know, security. Talk to us, what are some of the things that you're doing to address, you know, the problem of lingering insecurity in your local government? Yeah. First, you met on ground and what you have done so far and what you're doing, you know, to ensure that uh, the farmers go to their farms and come back safely during harvest. They can, as now is harvest time. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, I told you I'm from the grassroots. I stayed in Namu uh, and I have a house in Jos. 
but most of my stay as a businessman, I stay in Namu. And I know most of the problems that we have in Kwampan local government. It, may sup- it will not surprise you to know that the southern zone of Kwampan, you know we have the north and the south. Yeah, and most of the economy and the most agrarian people are in the southern part. And you know, once the economy of the southern part is better, you should expect criminality to be high. And that is what we are doing. I've been there initially before I became the chairman of Kwampan local government. You cannot travel in Kwampan local government. People from the east, you know, we have granite, we have rice, we have large and large quantity of yam. So people from the east and all part of Nigeria, they come to Namu, they come to Bakinchawa, they come to Pandam, uh, they come to, they go to uh, uh, Dabats, which are the major markets in Kwampan local government. But it will surprise you to know that somebody will travel from all over the country once he gets to Pandam, between Pandam, Namu, Bakinchawa, that's what the problem is. So I've been the chairman. We step up. And then God in his infinite mercy has come in. And you know, issue of security is not something that you discuss, we discuss yeah, everywhere. Course, yeah, yeah. But to the glory of God, we involve the military, we involve the the conventional, the non-conventional uh, security agents like the vigilante, the hunters, the consumptuary police, and other agencies. And even ourselves, we are part of it. You know, intel- intelligence gathering is one of the best. We know them, but everybody is afraid to see what is happening. But by the grace of God, arrests are made, prosecution are made, and to the glory of God, we have reduced it. As a government, we are not to stop it completely. But by the living God, we have reduced it to a decimal point. So at least in Kwampano, it's subject to confirmation. People are sleeping. People are doing their businesses. People come into Kwampano. So those kidnappers, you know, around the Pandam Game Reserve, if, if I'm traveling there, I mean, uh, I should just rest my mind that uh, everything is, uh, the road is clear and uh, nobody's going to... By the grace of God, I told you, we have a synergy with the military. It's a matter of support. We are supporting them and as a council. We provide, uh, we, we help them in maintaining their vehicles and we provide some of the needs, the logistics they want. So patrols are ongoing, unlike before. And now in Kwampan, you can't move once it is 8 o'clock. You know, we are in an agrarian area and some of our villages are not motorable. So 80% of people moving in Kwampan, they use motorcycles. So now there is a curfew in Kwampan for the past three months. And people have obeyed. So, to some extent, it has reduced. Let's and by the grace of God, that is where we are. Let's talk about the 14 projects, you know, that you have, you know, running. Yeah. Uh, and you are barely, you're not even up to six months. Not up to six months in office. And you have 14 projects that is concurrently running. Uh, and based on, you know, my findings, uh, most of them you've paid contractors. It's just you're waiting for them to deliver. Yeah. Talk to us about, you know, the inspiration and where have you been getting uh, money 
I would say, is it that uh, the money that comes from the uh, FAC allocation that you've been using or you take money from your business and do it, you know, for the benefit of uh, people? To take money from my business to fund government project is not possible. And uh, to go be the glory, the, the, this administration of Barista Kamutfan has an open space for us to operate. He has given us the go-ahead to do what the people want. It's not what we want to do to the people. And that is what we have to repeat it. What did uh, the governor say? What the people want or how did you... No, I said, I said this administration of Barista Kamutfan has asked us as local government chairman to go and look Issues that people want. What the people want? Yes. What do we want to do to the people? That is interesting. So all this project that you see that are ongoing is not what I want to do to the people. It's what the people want us to do for them. Including the snake hospital that you're building? Yes. Talk to us about that. Good. Because when I, I read about it, very, very interesting. I know one in Zamko, and Zamko, you know, is a village that I'm very familiar with. This issue. To okay, the snake part. hospital. Yes, the snake tri- uh, treatment, treatment center. Tri- okay. Yes. And it's not affiliated with the Joss University online. It's the one a local government project. Okay. okay. What happened is that um, you see, we are agrarians, agrarians, and you know, 95.5% of people in Kwampana are farmers. And Terrain. Rocky. We have this issue of snake bites, and people cannot afford the treatment. So when he came on board, he looked at their plight and said, "Look, we need to do something because sometimes before you get to Zamko, the patient might not be able to be there or survive it." And he decided to convert the staff clinic into the snake bite treatment center. And he purchased uh, anti-snake van and subsidized it. You see how important and how good his thinking were at that particular time. Now, we decided to say, look, I visited the hospital, the, the clinic during this time. You see patients lying down. It's just a three-bit uh, you know, is is just for staff. Oh, that yeah. maybe if you are sick at the council, you'll be treated there. And I decided, no, it's not going to be business as usual. You know, the, even the 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 the, the, the patient relatives have nowhere to stay. That is what necessitated me to say it's a laudable project because people have been yearning for a better facility to take care of people, not even in Kwampan. It will surprise you when you go. It's not even people within the Kwampan. From all the government departments. Yes, they come because we have a subsidized rate. The venue is for 84000 but in Kwampan we give you for 40000 The local government take up the subsidy. We subsidize it. And when I came, I added the number of the venue. But you know you cannot add the venue without people where will be treated. Yeah. And I decided that at least a 12-bed uh, facility be built. And I think for now, it's about uh, 
let me say 60% completion within this short time. Okay. Well, Gilbert. Yeah, before, I'm really interested in the venom, anti-snake venom and all. After Kualu, yeah. the, um, the, your predecessor to say, you know, the person you succeeded, was there a sort of continuation from Kualu right up till this point in time where you were the chairman or it was um, solely an idea that you had to dig up from, you know, the archives to continue? I'm really interested in knowing what happened from the time Kualu was ousted in office and right now that you're in office. You know, this is, this is my time. And truly, what I saw is so sympathetic. Let me be frank with you. Even the patients are sleeping on the ground because they don't want to go somewhere. People from people from Nassau State, they come to Kwampan. Of Talaba State, they come to Kompan for treatment. I don't know what transpired during that time, but I felt, and based on what the people are saying, that we should improve this thing as it has started it well. But for me, what, what transpired during that time, I don't know, but it's what I see, whether it has continued or not. But I know when I came in, we added the number of venom, anti venom. And we felt that at least the standard of the of the facility should be improved. Not to be improved, at least let us have a better one so that maybe we we'll get donors, development partners can come in and maybe the youth will think that there should be room for expansion. And they will think we have the facilities, we have the venue, and we have well trained staff that can take care of that one. So maybe it might not be within time. For me, I don't want to discuss about what somebody has All not right. done. All right. All right. Let me concentrate on what you can do. Yes. All right. Let's look at revenue genera- um, generation in your domain. Yeah. Um, you have spoken, and by the way, the Southern Zone, quite, you know, interesting, the sort of um, yam narrative yeah. that, you know, people have sold about the Southern Zone. I think the economy usually revolves around that. But what are some of the modernization of the marketing aspect of the um, agricultural product are you looking at and how much of the revenue mobilization are you looking at again from that sort of economy you have spoken in glowing terms about how big that economy can be you see we have reduced the security to a and once there is security and people are sure that you know they will come into the market and do their business and go back safely I think that is what important. We have concentrated because our economy as a local government was going down due to the insecurity. So we concentrated on security and things have improved. You see, when we came in, in fact, it was it was something else, most especially in times of revenue generation. But when we came in, though we came in at the rainy season and, uh, you know, in Kwampa and most of our revenue sources agricultural products but now that things have improved let me tell you i had meeting with the market uh, leaders i have discussed with uh, a private school owner 
Ras. I have discussed with cattle Ras and cattle markets. We have discussed because a lot of cattle are going out of Kwampan to Lafia. It will interest you to have improved the market in Pandam, the pigs market in uh, Pandam. Initially, it was in Nassau State, but you know, most of our people are the ones rearing them. And we told them, look, oh, we have to improve our market. And let us see, anybody who wants our product should come to us. We should not go to another local government and then, uh, you know, give them revenue or allow them to benefit from our own products. So most of the things are done in Namu. But significantly, I must tell you that our revenue profile has increased. And I'm very, very impressed with that. And uh, we'll use it for the development of our people. Okay. Let's talk about uh, youth empowerment and, of course, engagement uh, with young people in the council. Uh, and, you know, someone mentioned to me that uh, with all that has happened, you know, politically with the ousting of Isaac Walu, Kompan seems to be fractured. Uh, because you know what happened, and of course we learned that uh, some persons lost their life because they couldn't take the news. Yeah, uh, that was the person that they voted for, but the court, you know, decided otherwise. Talk to us about some of the things that you are doing to ensure that healing comes, and of course unity, especially among uh, youth empowerment, and of course unity among uh, the council. You see, uh, as a local government, uh, as a chairman of a local government. Uh, it's not for me alone, it's for the whole people of Kompan local government. Mm -hmm. And if you talk of youths, the unity of Kompan did not lie only in the hands of the youths. Though we know they are the drivers of the youth, uh, of the peace in, uh, in Kompan. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the executive governor of Plateau State spoke with me personally. He said, look, Kompan, I know how divided your local government is in terms of religion and ethnicity. Your people go and make peace. Pansak asked the people of Kwampan, who is Walat, and what am I doing about peace in Kwampan? I'm not saying it to blow my trumpet. I go with everybody. This project that you see, that I told you, one of the biggest projects in, is, is in Tumiang. While I'm from Namu, the people of Namu have not benefited that, uh, more than the people of uh, is for us to have peace. I've been discussing with the youths. I've been discussing with the elders. It's subject to confirmation. We have a good discussion, and all is towards peacemaking. And you know, it's something that you cannot buy. And you know how far we have been going as a people, and you know as a council, the engagement that we have been having. And now, the both the Gemai and the people, the the in Kwampan. They have understood themselves. And you know, we the leaders are some of our prob their problems. But now, that is a neutral government. Government that has concern for the people. And that is what we are. And both the Christian and the Muslims in Kwampan. Let me tell you, personally, I went for Mahmoud. For the first time, for a local government to visit uh, that, that, that uh, Islamic uh, thing. I went personally with all directors with all the government appointees. I told them we don't have because even in my family I have Muslims and we have been discussing and they have been understanding with us. If you go to Kwampan you hardly differentiate but you know it's natural but 
honestly to God who to God be the glory we're doing our best and we have been engaging with the youths youths program as I'm talking to you, to you there is a sports program that is going on in Kwampa is it football yeah no it's both athletics and football okay sure. yes for or for the local government and by Monday will be shifting to the zonal okay. in Asian now. Mm-hmm. So I think and it's all sponsored by the local government. Well, we'll take part in virtually anything that will make our peace sustainable. Let's talk about uh, I learned that uh, before Isaac Kualo was ousted out of office, there were 60 boreholes that uh, uh, he was, uh, the project that he was on. What plans do you have for them? And from what you are, you are what you just, uh, conversation this evening is that you are someone that is passionate about continuity. It's not all about what you want to initiate but if something is good and your predecessor has done it uh, and if it's for the best interest of the people, you do it. Are you considering you know, doing those, completing those 60 boreholes? Not only 60. Okay. I feel that Isaac did not, you know, the, the 60 is not enough. Okay. Let me be frank with you. Mm. I grew up in a place called Shinde. And uh, if you see the kind of water we used to, to take as drinking water, it will surprise you. You can't drink water without alum and chlorine. Of course, yeah. That one I know. And when I go to, to build my house, when I got the land, the first thing I did was to dig a borehole. And this borehole, I allow it for people to take water free. Because I know how terrible it is for our people to get good and clean water in Kwampan. If you know Kwampan very well. So 60 ball for an annual budget, I think to me, it's not enough. In my, even in, only in my supplementary budget, I put 40. You know, it's just my, my own is from June to December. Of course, yeah. Yeah. We've been advised by the hydrologist that look, we can't do anything between June and this time because we won't get because what? most of our balls in Kwampan, when you dig them during the rainy season, yes, the water is there, but after sometimes the thing will cease because our topography is different. So now, between now and if you go through our budget, you will see it there. Water is outside rocks in Kwampan. Because up to now, we buy water. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to drink water, you want to cook, you want to do everything. In Kwampan, no matter the village, you buy water. If you go to Nankakuno, a bowl has been built for more than five different ones. But one of them can give our people water. So it is our intention that we'll get a reputable company that will come and give our people water. So in our supplementary budget, I want to repeat, is 40. But in our budget for 2024, 24 is 100 boreholes. 100. Yes. Okay. We're going to maintain the, ones, the existing ones. There are some that the maintenance is not more than 5,000, 10,000, 20,000. They have been laid there and people are suffering. Mm-hmm. When we came in, the, even in the rainy season, I made sure that those pumps were repaired and up to now they are servicing people. So, in terms of borehole, I don't think we have a problem. We'll do a lot by the grace of the living God.
Well, in case you just tune in, we've been having a chat with the Transition Committee Chairman of Kwanpan Local Government, uh, Honorable Christopher uh, Audu Wallat, and we're looking at some of the things that uh, he has done. Alice uh, Gilbert, this is some good news yeah. uh, for me because over the last uh, days, you know, it's just bad, 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 bad news, you know, uh, political. But uh, this is, you know, in the best interest of the people. And for me, I, I, I love uh, rural development. Anybody that is passionate about that, you know, is something that uh, is there, you know. I always tell my friends that uh, imagine my dad hadn't left the village. I could have been a village boy now, you know, very, very You've said that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, for me, it's, it's giving succor to uh, people who don't have, you know, uh, the kind of opportunity that life has given, you know, uh, me and you. So, uh, well, you can join the conversation. We'll love to hear from you. 0812187-7777 or you call 0905566699. On Facebook and X, we are at JFM Joss. Drop your comments there. Don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us your name and where you are calling from. That is very, very uh, important for you to do. Let's take the first call. Hello, good evening. Thank you for, uh, for calling. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Okay, uh, this person doesn't want to talk to us. Hello, Hello good evening, Bozak. Yes, thank you for calling. Tell us your name and join the conversation, Happy please. Happy birthday to Gilbert Joseph. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. My name is Jonathan Jabber, calling from the University of George. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you, sir. Uh, I had you talking with my honorable chairman. Oh, you are from Kwampan. Honorable Wallach. Mm. Well done to your efforts. We really appreciate all you are trying to do in the local government. And we pray that may God continue to sustain you because you are really reaching out to our people, most especially on the security issues. Water and then living with people, going to villages, ask for their problems, just as what you have said. You said the governor advises people to do what people want. We need to maintain this temple and by the grace of God, you are going to reach places. Thank you very much and keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your sharing your thoughts. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Yes, thank you for calling. We're listening. We're listening, Zira. Your pain is not as uh, 
purchasing at my own are the statement credited to Gandhi. Uh, and when I actually watched the video, I couldn't believe my ears. And I likened it to the, uh, the revelation made by the former senator from Bauchi State, uh, Adamubu Kachua, in uh, the Middle Past Assembly Validatory uh, Program, where he said that he invaded the privacy of his wife against the ethics of her profession to give favorable judgment to his friends and cronies, of which some of them are seated in the Senate. And I said to myself, if that statement was allowed to stand, it means we've lost it. And I remember saying clearly that when the psychiatrist that cures mad people runs mad himself, then it becomes a situation of hopelessness. And I think uh, the, pro the, 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 the statement created to Honorable Gardi uh, is so disturbing that the judiciary need to come out clean. If not, when a witch cried at night and just like in the morning hours a, a child dies, it will be uh, attributed to, <clears throat> to that witch that cried at night. And he need to explain himself to be able to free from that. Because it, that statement is very indictive. Uh, telling Nigerians and the entire globe that the judi judiciary is up for, for sale. It's more like you can go to supermarket and buy uh, a, court, 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 a court judgment or something like that. And let me end by congratulating the Honorable in the House. That's a statement you made, sir, and that it clicked in my heart. When you said that you are not doing what you want to do, rather you are on ground with the people to do what they want you to do. In fact, that is a summary. It tells you when a leader is on ground, you feel the force of the people, you know their needs. And I want to end by saying, Honorable, please take it further. Don't plan for the people, plan with the people. When you plan with the people, they own the system, they personalize the system, and every project that means that to, means a lot to them. Even when you are not there, they will protect it themselves because I've seen a situation where some laudable projects are done in the community and just two days they are vandalized because some of them are elephant projects that doesn't really appeal to them. But when you give them a project that solves their immediate needs and appeals to them, even when you are there, they will, they will watch it, they will protect it, and they will use it efficiently. Once more, God bless you, my brother, extravagant Malobis from Joss. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, after this call, Gilbert will take us through uh, social media. Good evening, thank you for calling. I need to stop saying this. 0812187777. Thank you for calling. My name is Stephen calling from Hoshi. Thanks for calling, Stephen. Uh, in your opening remarks, the first thing you told the gentleman here in your studio, you address Ivy Kualu as illegally removed chairman. This man is also occupying an illegal position as transition committee chairman. It was the same system that you address Ivy Kualu as illegally removed. And this same man again, an elected chairman was removed illegally to bring him on board. But you did not address him as an illegal uh, chairman. Rather, you go ahead to press him that he is the chairman on what basis then? Now, the statement credited to Gabi, I want to say it, that uh, people, why people don't understand politics, they should go and learn politics. Uh, Gabi is a politician. What was the statement? He said, we know whom they 
know, but they don't know who we know. He's a politician, and in politics, you give threats to your opponent, which is allowed. So I see no reason why people would be using that as if he has killed someone or something. What for? He's a politician, and in the game of politics, you give threats to your opponent. That is politics. So please, people should know the differences between political statements and say whatever they, they opinion they hold against the person. They should be able to differentiate that. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you, thank you for calling. Okay, Gilbert. What name? Goma Jr. says, Lack of development in the grassroots has been so worrisome. I will read our local government on the plateau as underdeveloped. Gilbert and Ponsac, some of our rural communities have a very bad root network linking them to the LG. Donzi says, Nigeria will get it right if our leaders stop appointing family and friends into government offices and the tenure of the local government chairman should be elongated for proper development. Comrade Dawes Longa says, on the judgment of the judiciary on the last election in Plateau State, which led to the sacking of our honorable leaders, you don't need somebody to tell you that. Money played a critical role in the activities of the judiciary. Dashe Alexander Danuk says, um, a good leader ensures his people's welfare, first and health is well in Kwanpam. We are primarily farmers, and the best way to motivate our people is to make availability for easy access to agricultural opportunities. Felkuka Gowan says, I don't know why you're so much, um, you have so much concern on Gagdi's speech. That will not change what God has planned for Plateau people. El Khalifa Na Ibadan says, my advice to our leaders is let them lead with the fear of God and remember that they will account for their deed in the hereafter. Steve Zulong says, I am happy to hear the ongoing development in Kwampam by the TIC chairman for the provision of alternative sources of electricity to his people. This is laudable and highly commendable. Mafia Luca says, I think wherever you go around the world, democracy is by the people, for the people also with the people. But ours here in Nigeria, the case is different. Gucho Mochi says, it is funny when PDP concentrates on what Gagdi says and forgets to remind us of what the governor mentioned previously. Call me, Isaac says, seriously, the TIC chairman has made it clear that he has the people but Ture Simon David says, I want to take this time out to wish an amazing person. Okay, Gilbert, a happy birthday. Thank you. I wish you many more glorious. Thank you. Smart Cool Wednesday says, I am happy to hear the ongoing development in Kwampan by the TIC chairman. Kudos to you, sir. Happy birthday to my teacher talking about Gilbert. Okay, thank you. David Sambo says, The instability in the delivery of court judgments will definitely affect governance. Moreover, the judgments delivered against members of the National Assembly from Plateau is unlawful. Right. Finally, yeah. Izank yeah. Asi says, My first advice to the leaders is to have the fear of God Almighty. Secondly, is to define what's reality. All right. Uh, Clement Cromfitpo is saying, please keep up the good work, Mr. TSC Kwampan, LGA chairman, that is. Uh, Atia Liberty is saying, this word gladdened my heart. Do what the people want, not what you want to do. Mr. Chairman, go with the people. Uncle 19 is saying, a lot has been happening. None of these guys came out to protest. All the school free increments plus the killings. Now, this kind, okay, I think that is not main force. Engineer Gumo 
Genius, and I'm excited with the discourse with the chairman. God bless you, sir. Hope uh, we maintain the momentum listening from Lagos. Thank you. Plan uh, Sam is saying, more grace to you, Mr. Chairman. I pray that all the chairman learn from you. Best wishes. Ali Yasser is saying, I will advise leaders in this situation to keep focus on their good plans for governance as no matter how the tide change, they shall always be celebrated for the time they serve and will be considered again against next election. Please, uh, Honorable Christopher, for, I mean, give your response uh, to the comments that you've heard. Lots of people are applauding you, uh, saying nice things about you. Uh, how does it make you feel? And uh, will this pour you to do more for the best interest of people of Kwampan? And if I come to Kwampan, you know, will I go to uh, Kwa and take water and I know that, you know, I'm safe? You don't need to go to Kwa again. Okay. Yes. What became about? Do you know that most of development partners, the government officials that normally come to Kwampan, we take them to Shandam to go and, and, and stay there. Hotels, yes, yes, there's no hotel here. Go to Kwampan now. We have a befitting guest house that I have renovated, remodeled to standard. You don't need it. The whole local government now is solarized. When you go, in fact, the first day I came, I asked for the director. They said he went to charge his phone. I wow. asked for the DBT director. They said he went to charge his, his phone in town. What I did is to bring a developer. He has solarized the whole secretariat now. He's on solar. The, the guest house is on solar. The chairman's house has been solarized. That is how it's supposed to be. I'm not saying that the people of Kwampan should praise me. No. I want them to identify my shortcomings so that I will do more. Mm. All the people, what the people are saying has not really triggered me, but I wanted them to say, remain this, remain that. Let me tell you, in Kwampan, it will surprise you to know that as at the time that we were there, we were not to go. I went almost virtually everything in the local council has been vandalized. But to my surprise, in Kwampan, we have a lot to offer. And we have good things to give now. And people, I believe, they will come to Kwampan. People will invest in Kwampan by the grace of God. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Christopher Audu Walat. Thank you very much, the Transition Committee Chairman of uh, Kwampan. You, you know, some of the things that you, you have said really uh, gladdens my heart. And I wonder what the former chairman, you know, uh, was doing, you know, when in office. But just in a short span, you have cleared doubts. And for me, it's really laudable. Please continue. And we're going to criticize you when it be, because uh, from all indication, you have an open mind. And you want to put in your best for the people. Give me your final word. No, Ribado. I mean, he said, Mr. President inherited a bankrupt country. Um, I don't know who is expected to point out some of these things, but for the APC to do it in-house means that I think they have a lot to tell Nigerians. But it's something we'll talk about in the coming days. And special shout-out to Honorable Chris Santos Dawam, the Commissioner of Budget and Planning. Thank you very much for coming also. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 